Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning and glad you have tuned in today. And I pray today is another glorious day. I pray you'll make a difference somewhere, somehow, to someone. Because God wants to use you. He wants to use me for his glory and for his honor. And I am so excited about the day. I am so excited to go out into the world and to love people and to just encourage them. I pray God gives me strength to do that. I pray God gives you strength to do that. I pray that we would be a living witness for him wherever we go, and that you would pray for opportunity for God to open up a door to share his love with someone. And I'm telling you something, folks. I believe it's happened to me all through my life. If you pray, when you get out of your car and you pray, God, open up a door, Lord, just help me to step through that door, you will see doors open like you have never seen in your life. I promise you that. It's happened to me over and over again. You hear stories that I tell you, and I don't tell you all the stories that happen. I, I do tell you quite a few of them because it touches my life and it changes my life. And I can tell you this, I'm no one special. I am no one special. I'm as normal as the next cat on the roof, <laughs> so to speak. I am uh, I'm just me. I'm who I am. I'm a little corny sometimes, and my church would tell you. I get a little ridiculous sometimes, and they'll tell you. They, they hear all sorts of sports stories because most of you know I coach sports for years and years, and God opened up great doors of ministry through that, and that's honestly what I thought I'd be doing all through life. But you know what? God's call was different than what my desire was. My desire was to be a school teacher and a, and a sports coach. But you know, he gave me the desires of my heart. I got to, when, the, when I came here and the church was so small, I had to substitute teach to make a living for the first couple years. And, and so I got to teach. Then I got to coach varsity basketball. Then over the years, I've coached girls basketball and football and baseball. God's given me the desires of my heart. Now he's given me a phenomenal church, which now I'm winding down in. I don't know how soon, but I am winding down as a senior pastor, and, and I know he has a plan for me. I'm not even sure what that is, but I am sure open and praying God's will be done. I'm 63 and a half years old, and I feel great. I feel the best I've felt in years, but I want God's direction. I want to follow him, and I will do what he leads me to do. And I pray, folks, that you'll just continue to pray for me, pray for God's strength in my life, Pray for me, too, as I prepare. I told, told you a while back that uh, I was asked to speak to about 23 missionaries and their families in Malaysia in um, March, and I pray that God gives me those four messages that they need to hear. I pray for God's wisdom and divine intervention. I've, got, I've been working on them. I have them somewhat ready to go, but I want to make sure they're right. I've got plenty of time to change things, but I want to make sure it's something that encourages them to go into their different countries. They're from 23 different countries and in, in South Asia to go in and to be a difference maker as a leader and to train up leaders so that the gospel would be spread. But I want to encourage them. So please pray for Pastor Tom, myself, that's me, if you if you would. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Second Thessalonians uh, passage today because I think about our lives. I think about our spiritual growth process. And my dad and mother, you know, taught me importance of spiritual growth, and I didn't always do it. I haven't always been as sharp as I should be, as probably most of you would attest in your lives. We struggle from time to time. We have ups, ups and downs. But I know one thing. God wants us to grow. 
God wants us to grow, even in our churches, in the Treasure Valley. He wants us to grow and to be stronger in the Lord and that we can help strengthen our churches so that our churches will bring in the lost. Our churches are not a social club. They're not an entertainment society. They're out there to reach people for Jesus Christ. And it just drives me crazy sometimes when I hear people just make comments like, oh yeah, come to our church because it's the best church, it's the only church. How wrong is that? That is so wrong, it's not true. God, the church, is the body of Christ, all those who believe in Christ, and there are tremendous churches all around the country, all around the Treasure Valley, tremendous churches, tremendous leaders. Oh, they all have issues, we all do. There's not a one of us as a perfect church. But the idea is that we serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all our heart, soul, and mind. We honor him. We lead people to him. We lead people to salvation, to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, that they would believe in his shed blood on Calvary for their sins, that he would forgive their sins, and he would walk with them and teach them. That's what it's about. Our Heavenly Father, bless every single pastor, deacon, board member that's in in the Treasure Valley today. Pray for each church. God, may you multiply the churches that they'd be filled with people with a desire to serve you, but greater than that, a desire to reach out and share with the lost world the importance of walking with you. God, I pray that we would all be alive in your spirit. And I pray, God, when May comes and we have our day of prayer at the State House, Lord, that we'd have the greatest attendance ever at noon hour at the State House, that people would say, I'm going to come and I'm going to pray for our state and for our nation. Oh, God, use us. Use us, I pray. And bless this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the second uh, epistle of the Thessalonians, of Paul to the Thessalonians, it says, since Paul's first letter, the seeds of the false doctrine have been sown among the Thessalonians, causing them to waver in their faith. Paul removes these destructive seeds and again plants the seeds of truth in this book. He begins commending the believers on their faithfulness in the midst of persecution and encourages them that present suffering will be repaid with the glory of God. Therefore, in the midst of persecution, expectation can be high. Paul then deals with the central matter of this letter. You know, and, and it's a misunderstanding spawned by false teachers regarding the coming day of the Lord. Despite reports to the contrary, that day has not yet come, and Paul recounts the events that must first take place. And he talks about that. He talks about end times in Second Thessalonians. I'm not going to talk about that today, but you can read Second Thessalonians, and it lays that out. But Paul is really trying to commend the people and share with them about their growth and about saying, hey, way to go. Stay with it. Get it together. Stay in, stay in tune because if you do, God will bless you. Listen, in fact, this is chapter 1, and this is the first four verses. He says, Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as if only, as is only fitting because your faith is greatly enlarged and the love of each one of you toward one another grows even greater, ever greater. Therefore, we ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions which you endure. Did you read this? Listen to those four short verses in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 
And that's Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the church. And he's, first he says, grace and peace be with you. But he says, we give thanks to you, brother, because your faith has greatly enlarged. People of God listening today, has your faith greatly enlarged? Are you believing your God will do the impossible? Were you believing that God will touch your life? Will you believe that God can still heal people and touch their health and touch their wealth and touch their their families and heal and heal the brokenhearted and bring wounds and heal wounds? Are you praying that way, believing? These people were. They got it. And he says, your faith was greatly enlarged. And then I like this. And the love of each one of you towards one another grows even greater. Is your love growing greater for those in the body of Christ, for those you believe? Do you love those that are in your, let's, I just use your own church, whatever church you go to. Is your love within the church, is it seen? Are you showing people the love of God? Are you wrapping your arms around them? When someone's hurting, do you hurt with them? When someone is struggling, do you struggle with them? Do you do something about it? Do you hear of needs in the church and you just say, oh, somebody else will take care of that? Or do you respond? I've got some people in my church that they respond to about everything. If I say something, they respond. It, it's been the most amazing thing within the body of Christ. And the Bible is very clear. We need to take care of those within the body of Christ, first and foremost. Those that are there, take care of those brothers and sisters. And then we reach out and do what we can for everybody. Now, I can tell you this. Churches are not a social agency where people can call. They go, People go through the phone book. They call all the churches. And they want their rent paid. They want their electricity paid. They want food and everything. And it happens. All of us get all those calls. Some of us get the calls from the same people over and over and over again. And there's times when God leads us to, to help someone when we have it. But most churches don't have those funds. We just don't have readily funds where that we can just dip into and just pay uh, people's for people's lives and people's living. It's just, you know, there's – but one thing about it, Boise has a lot of social agencies. We have a whole list of them, and, uh, we, you know, we refer people because we just can't take care of everybody. And then, you know, when, when you tell them you can't, then, oh, you're the church and you're doing you, – you can't do that. You know, it's – you know, I tell you what, folks – the enemy's out there, too, because there's a lot of rackets going on. But I tell you what, I'd never want someone genuinely to, genuinely to hurt and that they didn't have food or something. But I can tell you this, everyone can be fed. The Boise Rescue Commission downtown, great organization. You know, they'll feed anybody that's hungry. You can't say that you can't have food because they'll feed you. And I think of the, uh, oh, I came around, they've changed the name of the Love Center over on Milwaukee and, and Fairview. They'll give anybody a free sack of groceries, anybody. And they'll give anybody a big box of groceries if they bring $5 because that will, that will help them be accountable. But everybody gets a free sack of groceries. And they've been – in fact, we send people there because when we had a food bank way out at Cloverdale, uh, nobody would really come to it because it was too far out. And so our food would get old and spoiled. So now we give it to when – we, when we have drives, we'll give it uh, to the former love center. One of these names, I need to get the name of the – something about joy, I think, uh, the hope or hope – it's a, it used to be Central Assembly 
and they they moved down the road with Pastor Buck, and they have this organization, and it's wonderful. Tom Gould, my friend, uh, runs that, and it is awesome. But you know what? We've got to be sensitive. The Church of Thessalonica, they came through, and they were being acknowledged. Folks, let's be disciplined in our life, and let the Lord take care of us. Thank you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.